Big titty. Big titty milk. It's June 8, 2022, and this is Rare Encounter, encounter number 101. And dodging the tornadoes, I'm Abel Kirby. And tearing myself to pieces, I'm Cold Acid. Now, I might be blowing myself to pieces, uh, unfortunately, uh, if things go the right way here, because uh, that little noise in the background is actually the tornado siren, which has been going off for the last uh, 10 minutes here. And uh, there's a big tornado watch right now. Oh, wonderful. So it goes off, and I'll, I walk outside, and all my neighbors are outside. Everyone's looking around for the tornado, trying to see where it is, where it's coming from. So there's a good chance we get blown today. Isn't that great? The whole podcast. Man, I have not been blown in so long. <laughs> I could use a blow. Oh, this uh, this Midwest business. That's the way it goes. Now, I, I mentioned the tornado sirens Man, Ohio town. isn't even Midwest. Give me well, a break. it's close it's enough. So, it's, south of, it's south of Lake Erie. It is Great Lakes region. The part I'm in feels like it. I mean, you drive through it, and it feels like the Midwest. So it's Midwest to me. Call it, that's that's my uh, that's what I uh, that's what I take. I mean, you can go to Iowa, but it's just it looks the same in some places. Well, but with less Drew Carey, with less Drew Carey, more uh, who's famous from Iowa? Um, James T. Kirk, I suppose. Radar, radar from Mash. From Mash. Wasn't he? Wasn't he also from Iowa, or was he from Idaho? Where was he from? <laughs> now I've got to look this up. I'm, I typed in Iowa alumni uh, as if you graduate from Ohio uh, or from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that's going to give me. It's going to give me something. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Iowa. Ottumwa, Iowa. Born 1932. Yes. Mash. It was a good show. I liked um, Al- Alan Alda's part in it. Uh, it's my favorite. One of my favorite TV characters of all time was uh, uh, Hawkeye. Um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye was funnier in the first few seasons when alan alda like pretty much took over the show it stopped being so funny and had a lot more and more serious episodes with each passing season yeah that was good whereas like the first the first three seasons were just pure comedy like the movie mash was always a good mix at least in the the stuff that I see. I remember watching it syndicated on TV, so I couldn't tell you what season any episode was from. It's just whatever was on. But it always had a good mix of the kind of drama and, you know, the horrors of war mixed in with lighthearted comedy somewhere in the middle. You know, the, the coping mechanisms of everyone involved was always, uh, was always interesting to watch. And it was funny, too. Yeah. You know, they had some good bits. Oh, there were definitely good bits. They, Every season had some really funny moments. They, they had some. Uh, they had some pretty sad, some low moments too. So, uh, in terms of oh yeah, depressing episodes. Oh man, sometimes you hear the bullet. Mm. That was kind of depressing episode. Yeah. Well, uh, we've got some stuff that's hopefully not so depressing on Rare Encounter today. We've got a couple things to talk about. I got some news. I got some stories to run through, and uh, I was just going to run down the list real fast so you know what's coming here. I've got some least popular Wikipedia article. We can talk about that. I have a scientific survey uh, to try and determine what those were. Uh, we've got robot. Survey says. Survey says. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, I've got roving packs of robot dogs. They're coming to the moon. Hmm. I've got. Oh. Para Falcon, uh, also para hawking. I've got some uh, pool team. Na- I think we're going to skip that. I tooted that. Um, and we got a little potato news. We got a couple other grab bag topics to get to uh, before we uh, before we move on. Though I think we should do our uh, boostergram segment. Oh, you know what we should do mm-hmm. before that? I should pop this top and celebrate the Ooh. siren turning off in time for the, the show to progress so we don't have to I listen should, to uh, I should pop open my drink, too. Ah, what do you got? Haritos! And the bottle cap on my toe. All right, I got one for you. Haritos! How you like Hot that one? diggity damn! <laughs> that was Lone Wolf on No Agenda Social sent that one in. Thanks, Lone Wolf! We've actually got a uh, Horitos jingle. <laughs> Play uh, that again. Play that again. That sounded Horitos. awesome. Horitos. 
<laughs> it's got that uh, that uh, mariachi sting right at the end. It makes it sound good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm about ready to break out and dance hearing that. Boom, 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 boom. Good job. <laughs> All right, well, we got some... It's lime today. We got some some boosts on the uh, helipad. I'm looking... There was one I saw on Sunday, and I was laughing at. Uh, but I think we should start at the beginning here. Uh, do you want to go down the list? That's traditionally your thing to do. Oh, where did we leave off last time? I think we left off at uh, Net Ned's 2,600 sats. Did we? I don't see that here at all. Um, that's for Rare Encounter from Net Ned. Uh, it's, and the text is Rock Cock Boost. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that one. Oh, no. We also had uh, 69, 69 cents. Uh, excuse did me, we, sats. Did we, read the, did we read the Antlers first one from Boobery oh, last time? I thought we did. Okay. Well, let's do it again. Uh, how about Abel Kirby and Cold Acid? 24 Antlers first. I'd wear that hat. That was 3,333 3, sats from Boobery. Uh, how much further would we have to go back? I think these are all from the uh, the previous show. I'm pretty I'm pretty, fur, pretty sure we did not read out this 6969 from Sir Spencer. Yes, we did not. Because that came in after we had finished recording. I don't know about that 9999 from Carolyn, though. That sound is like something that came in right at the end. Well, let's read the let's read the messages here. So, ninety nine ninety nine sats from Carolyn says rare encounter one hundred uh, televised dry humping exercises is such a tease. Great show, happy face XO. And sixty nine sixty nine sats from Sir Spencer, uh, who says rubbing one out for big burple. Which for is, the for the big burple. The big burple. But that's the last one that I have. Um, after that, I see. Oh, uh, three hours ago. Do you count that one? I've got 1,000... I'm sorry, 10,100 I'm refreshing helipad. Sats from Sir Spencer, who says, Excited for the first show of the second 100 encounters. Now I will run off with all the stolen panties. And that was a reference to the name of the last episode, was Steal the Panties. And uh, we had one right is, before... Is the siren back on? Yeah, it'll it'll probably come back until... Okay, because uh, I, see, I, see, I see in here... I see... I opened up Thunderhub and I see in there a invoice for for what's got to be a a boost, especially since it came through Podcast Index. But Helipad isn't showing it to me. Weird. Well, I what see. What the fuck, Helipad? I see two boosts for one oh one oh one. The first one was Sir Spencer, and that was three hours ago. And the second one was from Carolyn, who says. Here's some binary for episode 101. The No Agenda Rare Hog meetup was a great success. I'll keep making these meetups, and eventually we will get everyone from Rare Encounter and Hog Story to be there. Break a leg! That's what Carblane says right before the show started. So who? So which of them is our executive producer tonight, then? Because I don't see any of those. Um, do, 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 that do, makes do. me sad. I think that makes it Sir Spencer. Well, 999. Okay. No, I think it's Carblane's. I'm looking at this more oh. carefully now. 999 and 10101 put together uh, is some total, and that is the largest of all the boosts uh, from all the boosters combined. <laughs> I think that means Carblane's is actually the executive producer today. Hey, you made it this time, Carolyn. Congratulations. <laughs> Good job. Oh, man. And thanks to Sir Spencer and NetNed and uh, Booburi and all everyone else who's been boosting and streaming as they uh, listen to our show. And uh, if you want to listen to our show live, we do it, of course, on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. We will we have our website, rareencounter.net. You can pop in there to get the deets for the, the chat room and for old episodes. And also, um, if you... Use a new podcasting app. You can boost us and send us boostograms just like these people did. Uh, if you boost during the show, we do have a live tag that's running now, I believe. And if you use that, we'll read those at the end of the show. If we see them. If we see them. There seems to be ongoing technical difficulties with uh, LN. There will be more technical difficulties if this show is actually hit by a tornado. But we'll see. I mean, <laughs> what we can say is... I think is, it'd be more than just technical difficulties if we're hit by a tornado. The uh, the suspense is killing me. I can only see out one of my windows, so uh, it could just get me from behind. 
Well, anyway, uh, at least... I hope it doesn't hit you. I'll tell you what, at least for next week, you'll be fine because we have... Uh, I'll be on travel again, and I talked to Cotton Gin. He's up for doing uh, a swap out and taking on my responsibilities next Wednesday. Oh. So you'll get at least one more show, even if I disappear today. <laughs> and I end up... Uh, if I end up in the land of Oz... <laughs> if you if you do, then it'll be rare encounter with cold acid and <laughs> cotton gin. And I've got to have, you know, oh, I should really start wearing slippers so I can k- click them together at the end. <sighs> All right. So uh, speaking of Carolyn uh, Blaney, she mentioned this rare hog, no agenda, rare hog meetup. And I believe you and were at that one. And it was a lot of fun. I was indeed at that one. In fact, it was like a half hour drive from my home. Oh, cool. If that. Yeah. Now, so, who was there? Who was I suggest- there? I suggested, I suggested to Carolyn where we should have it because she wanted, she wanted to have originally like a, a little gathering for her birthday, but that didn't really work out considering that her birthday was like middle of the week and stuff. So instead, it got turned into a meetup for No Agenda, Rare Encounter, and Hog Story listeners. Hmm. Did you have a lot of fans show up? You know, did you sign any autographs? No, I didn't. Uh, don't, and not... unfortunately, there were no there were no coasters to put around. Yeah. But I did go to the mailbox today, and I got them and a book. Oh, cool! Yeah, I sent yeah. you a, sent you an extra gimme in there. Yeah, a book by M. Andrew Jones. Yeah, I sent you a, a copy. Metal. Metal. And that's a fun one. I, I got a stash of stuff from Sir Spencer, and unfortunately, I couldn't find the bowl after bowl stickers in my car. Uh, I was going to send you some <gasps> of those, but uh, I, I found them now, afterward. I, do, I do have to say, there were problems with the coasters. Now, what kind I of... Found that, I found that half of them were printed with the back on the front and the front on the back. <laughs> oh, no. I Not that. only that, but three quarters of them weren't even printed that with the top side at the top. A bunch, of, a bunch of them had the top on the right, and a bunch had top on the left, and a bunch had top on the at the bottom. You know, I'm going to go get a refund for those. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, you should. <laughs> So I'm going to stick a picture of that in the in the show notes so you can see it. Oh, man. So everyone can see how bad a job they did. Well, the um, the coasters, I still have a big box of them, and I think I can distribute them to people if they want to get uh, some coasters. We don't have a great way of doing that, but if you let me know, I can probably send you a handful off because they're just promotion for the show, and I want to get them out there into the world. So uh, if yep. you hit, hit me up on No Agenda Social or in the chat, uh, you can uh, you can request a batch of them. I'll mail them off to you in the continental U.S. for sure. International, we'll see what it what it costs. <laughs> oh, Hopefully, man. not too much. But I saw what the postage was on on the package, and yeah, it was a lot for for a couple coasters for quarter you know twenty five cent coasters or less. Well, we had uh, I think the tornado either missed us or it's going somewhere else. I don't know. I don't see one out there. The siren seems to have stopped again, but we'll we'll keep an eye out for it. Yes, it is stopped, but for how long? Yes. Well, we had uh, some stuff to talk about. I had uh, an article I wanted to bring up first because I think it's kind of fun to screw around with. I think it's a good rare encounter topic because it's analytical and it has a list of things we could read. <laughs> which is the two flavors we like the most here. And uh, this is the first story in my rundown, and it is the least viewed article on wikipedia it is actually by colin morris it has a web page i don't know who that is it's a person who has a blog uh and huh. actually posts i have a on, blog too on github and uh goes through the statistical method he uh used to isolate the uh least popular articles and uh there is some analysis statistical analysis and it's all limited to 2021 page views so that kind of cuts it off because obviously as soon as you start looking at the least viewed articles then their view counts start going up and if if an article only had you know three uh looks and then you have four or five after screwing around a little bit then you've uh you've contaminated your sample and so you don't want to do that so he's based off uh the 2021 articles and there's a leaderboard at the end 
And I wanted to uh, link that, and we can look at the ones that only have three or four views. And I think the most views that are on, this is about the several, more than a hundred of, of these. Like the top number of views is like eight. That's how they, they got on. So do you have the, do you have the list open? Do you want to go through it? Uh, the list, the list, the list. It's the second link and it says leaderboard yeah, next to it. I'm just, do we want to start from the bottom or the top of the list? I think we should just, there's so many. We just got to scroll through and see what jumps out at you. And the trend, I will tell you, is species of moths and beetles. Yes, there, I noticed. There are so many moths on this list and they all have their, um, their, uh, the specific um, species name. Uh, and sometimes it's genus. Here we names. go. And and it's all the Hypercalila corcatatella or something. And it's a moth of the family, and it's some family. It was discovered by a certain person in the 1870s. It's found in Colombia, <laughs> and you know it's an article that had, I believe, six views total. And as you go down, that's n nearly all of these things are different kinds of moths. You know. Here we are. New Democratic Party of Manitoba candidates in the 1966 Manitoba provincial election. Oh, that's a winner. That's a clickbait if I have ever heard one. Oh, yeah. I, I, I got to check that out. <laughs> I've got one here. This is uh, with only six views in 2021. This is the 2015-16 ISU Speed Skating World Cup, World Cup 5 men's uh, 1500 meters. <laughs> And it is the uh, the results of a particular race. Cheese. It has everyone. Chijiao Kao Station, Beijing Subway Station. Six views. Six views. Does it have a picture of the station? I didn't open the article. I didn't want to change it to seven views. Oh, it's it's protected. You can't update it now. Yeah, it has a picture of the article. It actually looks like a pretty nifty uh, subway station with, I like the trim and everything. Huh. Yeah. What kind of subway uh, were you riding the other day? I saw your toots about it. You're on public transit now. You took a... Was it a train or a subway? Uh, depends on the day. Mm. So, my, yeah, let me let me tell these, these stories of dread in public transit. Monday, after work, I decided that, like a normal person, I would go home. And so I rode the subway down to Toronto Union Station, where I take the train all the way out to end of the line where I park so I could drive home. Unfortunately, while my train was uh, on the move, some asshole decided they were going to jump in front of another train near one of the stations along this line. Of course, that means... Dude got creamed, police had to get involved to investigate, and the line was shut down for a while. And with the result that, despite it being, like, horrible, horrible rainy weather, uh, we were kicked off the train uh, because they were going to just root around by turning trains back at the stations neighboring the one where the incident happened. And then... So we waited there forever and ever in the rain for a shuttle bus because they were not running nearly enough shuttle buses for the number of trains that were going, dropping people off, and turning back towards Union. And I ended up getting soaked when I waiting in the rain, even with my umbrella. And then, eventually, we got to the station on the other side, and the rain petered out and eventually stopped, but I was waiting there for an entire hour for another train to come to bring me the rest of the way. And the first train that comes that actually comes along was the first one let through after the investigation by the police was done. So I could have spent that entire time just in the station building at the station where the trains were turning around and then get on the first train they'd let through and I still would have been home in the same amount of time. Hmm. Mind you, it took over four hours from getting out of the office to getting home when usually it's only about an hour and some to get home. Hmm. So that's 
that's Monday. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> it's going to keep Tuesday, going. Tuesday. Huh? Oh, yeah. It keeps going. It keeps going. Tuesday. I get down to Union Station. I tap on for the train, like, because we have electronic fare cards here, like they do in Japan. And then. Uh, well, to be fair, they have electronic fare cards in a lot of places. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. They do. But I've not really seen them anywhere else until more recently. And so what ended up happening here is that the train didn't even leave the station before we were kicked off of it. Apparently, there was worries about flooding in a section of the track near the same station where somebody had jumped before. Here's the thing about that. That stretch of track... The tracks there are the highest thing around, other than, like, the actual roofs of houses. Mm -hmm. If that area was flooding, forget, forget, to, forget, like, delaying trains. You need Noah's fucking Ark. <laughs> and so I was like, fuck this shit, I'm out of here. I got off the train, went back to the subway, and decided I'm just going to take the subway up to... Finch Station, where I know there's a go bus that goes to Oshawa Station, mostly directly. And of course, I missed that bus because some asshole at da at uh, one of the stations along the way on the subway decided he was going to be a dickhead, go down to track level, and cause all sorts of delays. Hmm. At least, at least it didn't take over four hours. Jeez. It just took a bit under four hours to get home yesterday. That's very glad that I took today off of work. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, I just, I've never had that kind of hellish experience with public transit. And I used to ride, a, there's not the level of infrastructure in Ohio or in Maryland that there was in Colorado, but I used to take it in Colorado a fair amount. And it was always kind of ho-hum you know stuff would be on time it was late it wasn't that late if you missed a bus the next one came and you never were stuck anywhere for that long that's that's absurd you know there's like your whole afternoon your whole day's wrecked yeah i will say that if you get closer to dc i wasn't in exactly in dc i was more towards baltimore um but if you got closer in like inside the uh, beltway then there were a lot of people who would commute by public transit every day and in certain departments you get or certain jobs people would be able to check in and uh basically clock into their job as soon as they get on the train or get on the uh the bus and so you get paid on the way and so if the train is stopped for four hours and you have to sit there and play pokemon on your nintendo uh, ds then that's fine you just do it you get paid to do it oh so, man that would be nice yeah but, but of uh, course, those are all bureaucrats, right? So oh yeah, they they all they would for, get things like that. They work for the federal government. That's the only way you get that deal. The uh, the amount of pay you can get in some of those jobs for the amount of um, the amount of stuff that actually you get through and and do uh, is a little silly. Not that I would complain because I I was getting uh, matched pay at least. So they do a thing where depending on what kind of job you're in. Um, you might be at a private company, but depending on the situation and if you're working in any way with the government, they, they make you pay people as if they were, uh, uh, it's like an equivalent of the, uh, of what the government pay would be to do the same job. And so you kind of benefit from it, even if you work at a private company, but, uh, yeah, you know, that's less interesting. That's not, that's personal finance discussion. Yeah. It's not, it's not as interesting as this Wikipedia article title. Lupotdenia. Lupotdenia? What's that? Yeah. I don't know, but it sounds like it's denying me pot. It sounds like a lyric from Bohemian Rhapsody. Lupotdenia is a small town in Sri Lanka. It is located within Southern Province. <laughs> See also, list of towns in Southern Province, Sri Lanka. External link. Department of Census and Statistics, Sri Lanka. Infobox, Lupatdenaya, Country, Sri Lanka, Province, Southern Province, Time Zone, UTC plus 5 hours 30 minutes, <laughs> Sri Lanka Standard Time. This Southern Province, Sri Lanka location article is a stub. You can help Wikipedia by expanding it. Categories, Populated Places in Southern Province, Sri Lanka, Southern Province, Sri Lanka Geography Stubs. That's the entire article. This is sort of revealing if you think about 
Wikipedia as a as a actual uh, encyclopedia, which on some level it is. I mean, that's its stated goal. But like, this is kind of revealing of something else, which is it's sort of like a database. Uh, for example, a, a actual encyclopedia wouldn't have an entry for every single moth and all it really has is metadata inside and has no useful information except for maybe who discovered it uh, or first described it the the difference Earth, mostly harmless Earth, mostly harmless you know it's a it's a little bit of a different mission statement if if your job is to be a open database of a bunch of things for example, I think they have a wicked. They used to have, at least have a page for every single Pokemon, and people would whine that we can't get a page for every single county and or every single town in the county, uh, but we can get a page for every Pokemon. And the the implication. You know, what my be, solution to that was what create a page for each fucking town. Well, that's the way. But no, the, right the deletionists are like, no, that's not. That's not notable enough. Oh, no, there's not enough articles published by third parties about this place, so we can't say that anything on this is verifiable. And that's all bullshit! What if you had... And this is one of the... This is... Even before all all the Soviet bullshit going on on that site, this pissed me off to no end about Wikipedia. That it's all this deletionist bullshit... Notability shouldn't be an issue on something where storage is essentially unlimited. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of resigned to the fact that Wikipedia claims to be open, but they're actually more of a club and you can walk in. Anyone can walk in the front door. But if you want to get attention and you want to get your stuff done, you know, uh, you got to be part of the club to, to do it. And not a lot of people who use Wikipedia on a regular basis. I don't know if this is widely known, but there's a lot of consulting firms out there that will do things like um, what they'll have on their staff, prominent Wikipedia editors, or they'll consult with prominent Wikipedia editors. What that means in code is that they actually pay them. Hey, that siren's been coming back. Uh, they pay them sort of on behalf of the firm's clients to kind of say, well, you know, we want to clean up this article. And they use their influence to control what gets written in the article, to remove things, to make a a sort of like a plausible argument for why you should take down this negative fact against the celebrity. Um, and Oh, it's turning down. Hmm. And <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm completely distracted by my impending death here. I, I don't blame <laughs> you for the, being distracted by it. And I mean, after all, they could pick you up and isekai you, right? <laughs> the point is that it's completely untransparent. There's no disclosure that the person who's arguing to add or remove the, the fact which isn't convenient to a celebrity or politician is actually being paid by a firm who is being paid by the politician or the celebrity. And uh, it's widespread. Uh, if you were famous, then you'll, I think you even get approached by these people saying, hey, you know, we can fix your image for you. So... Anyway, that shit now, happens in the, all in the, the time. Course, yeah, in the course of, like, 12 years, I made, like, at least 10,000 edits on Wikipedia. A number of them were creating new articles, and a few of them were taking small, stubby articles and totally filling them out to thousands of words. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I... I ended I ended up quitting from doing any of that because of the whole the whole Gamergate thing. But like for a long time before that, I was already like really pissed off with like the sort of bureaucratic bullshit that was going on there. Yeah. Well, that's the way it goes. I think I think really for some some people some people quit from Wikipedia during the Gamergate thing because of Gamergate. For me it was simply like you know, the last straw. Mm. Well, it's just another, the haves have captured something and uh, they they keep, you know, keep it working for their own benefit. That's the way I, 
and there's different parts of Wikipedia. It's also not fair to condemn the whole site because there's certain things that I would that I use on a regular basis. It's very valuable if you're trying to understand or use it as a reference for um, mathematics or physics. Uh, there's a lot of. Oh, I still. Goods. I mean, I still read the articles there, but I won't contribute even for things where I'm like, yes, I can fix this. It would be easy for me to fix this and back up any changes that I make with. Uh, with all sorts of facts and published articles and stuff. And I don't because I feel like what's the fucking point anymore when it's just a clique of complete assholes who control everything on there. You know, Harry Seldon didn't see this coming. It was a flaw in his big plan in psychohistory when he thought he was going to have a planet way at the edge of the galaxy and he'd put the Wikipedians on there and they'd just write a big Wiki big encyclopedia. That would be their job for generations. And uh, he didn't he didn't see all these flaws. Unfortunately, psychohistory wasn't that great. But anyway, yeah, the, encyclo the encyclopedia <laughs> was just a bullshit to to get everybody there so they could start taking over when things fell to shit. Yeah. Whatever happened to that Foundation uh, miniseries? Did you ever see that? No, I never saw the miniseries. I only know the books. I'm kind of scared to look and it up. And that's the way I like it. I'm kind of scared to look it up. The Foundation TV series. Oh, it's ongoing, it says. Yeah, I'm... Apple TV, yep, okay. I'm going to pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah, that that is for the best. Well, we had some, uh, let's see, some other stuff to talk about here. Let me pop this open and see. We've got, uh, oh, I had a purchase. Something arrived in the mail for me. Ooh, what did you get? What did you get? What did you get? I got the Carlito single. Carlito, who's that boy? <laughs> and it has a little, <laughs> it has a little um, icon in the top uh, right corner. It says, a hit in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> and not wrong it's not wrong and so we had uh the carlito um of course we make a make a joke about this song we've played it on the pre-stream once or twice before and uh it wasn't accessible last time someone asked for it so i went in and actually bought the stupid thing so we've got carlito and it had it has like the extended remix and uh it has a ringtone of all things it came with a ringtone and it has the music video and all this shit it's very nice. cool and uh, just for you, uh, there's a link inside the notes, which I don't want to distribute, but I have a link for you to, to get yourself your copy of it. Uh, Already for, got it. For the for the show is what I'm saying. Yes, for the for the show. It it's for it's for scientific purposes. For for uh, education and uh, and scientific purposes. Yes. Yep. Let's see. Uh, we got some anime news. Speaking, well, speak, well, we're on the tip of, like, Wikipedia and stuff. So Strike Witches, Luminous Witches, I've been watching this for a long time, and as soon as they did that announcement... We're waiting for it for a long time. I've been waiting, I've been watching the news. The, the number of news articles that suddenly popped up as soon as Crunchyroll bought the, uh, bought the, um... They didn't buy it, right. licensed. They licensed it, whatever, they bought the license. They actually won an auction for it, if I understand correctly. That's the way that, that it goes these days. Um, and the, the auction price for these shows goes up and up and up every year. Um, and some of them are being bid on by, like, Netflix. And they'll bid on it, it in a way that, like, when Netflix thinks they have a popular anime... They bid on it in a way that blows everyone else out of the water. They just take what they want. They get the first pick because, well... At because least they're two assholes. years ago, because they're assholes, and because they had a big pocketbook compared to these other companies. But I was um, uh, acquainted with someone who worked at a when I was in Maryland, uh, who worked at uh, one of the streaming sites, and he had one of the jobs was all the new episodes when they would get uploaded. You know, when they they release them on the streaming site, one of the things that happens is the files and all the metadata have to get loaded on a server, and then they have to be configured, and then someone has to flip the switch to put them live. And he was the guy who did that. <laughs> and he worked yeah. at a worked at a little bar that I I used to go to down from uh, my place. I actually brought Cotton Gin there, though I don't I don't think we I introduced him to him. But he was telling me like the backroom deals and the stuff that was going on uh, from between um, Crunchyroll and Netflix and some of these other like bigger media companies who are after licenses and. Um, the other one was uh, High Dive. Uh, I'm, now I'm spacing on who who owns High Dive now, but they just got 
acquired. But anyway, the the number I... of dollars spent on anime bids has gone way up in the past uh, couple years. So I'm told. AMC. AMC. That's right. And that was back. That was back in January. Yeah. But I any- think we even mentioned it back then. Yeah, we we did it on the show. Well, what I was getting to is, so Strike Strike Witches, Luminous Witches gets announced that it'll have a release date, and all of a sudden all these low-effort news articles started showing up. I saw it on, like, MSN, for example. And it's like, you read the article, and clearly the person writing it has no idea what Strike Witches is. They, They call it like, oh, it's a sequel to Strike Witches 2 completely ignoring the fact that that it's not uh that uh there's been multiple sequels and movies and stuff since then and and uh you know strike witches 2 is like what 2007 or something you know tell me are you actually surprised by this well i'm not surprised by someone being ignorant writing a news article what i'm surprised by is that all the low effort articles suddenly came out um, as soon as Crunchyroll got involved. And it made me think, oh, yeah, okay, now I see the influence. Because anyone who was excited, like genuinely interested in this, had already been following it, or they would have reacted in different ways. So what we really saw was someone said, okay, it's time to s- stir up the press. Let's just get our uh, our 10-cent crappy uh, articles out there. Because, um, you know, now it's promotion. And so these, what I'm trying to get at, and I should have just came out and say it, but there's a lot of native ads for it. Ah, yeah. They're they're masquerading as news articles, but they're not. They're just poorly done, um, poorly done uh, ads. As that's how they do it these days. So, there you go. So Crunchyroll's in that business. I think we should keep an eye on things. I want to see if we can isolate like crappy, low effort articles about like an anime season or something no one cares about, or or would never get press until you know crunchyroll picked it up or someone else picked it up i think that would be a little fun to try and identify these if if it keeps happening so that's my piece (laughs) now tell me then uh tell me then where is this msn article uh I, i have all of the microsoft ip addresses blocked on this computer including msn and so i cannot pull it up sorry i saw it on my phone and i didn't copy it i tried to search for it okay i can't get to msn it's uh, it goes to a uh, a black hole of sorts. That's probably for the best. Yeah, probably for the best. Yep. Well, let's see. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Get some other stuff. Uh, you want to do potato news? We're just running down the list here. You can do potato news. Uh, so, because I did find something to talk about as well. But oh, well, uh, no, let's do you yours. You mentioned that. Let's. That there's no. There's no. No, there's no pushing. Once it, once that magic word is said, there's no pushing it off. All right. What we need is a few good taters. It's potato news on rare encounters. Potatoes. So we've got potato All right, news. Hit me with the taters. Taters from the UK, and this is the old school kind of tater news we used to do, which is about the processing of taters. And so I have what's really a press release from um, Haith, uh, which is a UK company. And Tomra did a partnership thing where they put together a optical sorting system and they're promoting it. And they had some pictures and videos and I uh, took took a couple screen caps uh and it shows how this system works i thought it'd be fun to go through with you okay so cool. we have at the so at the let's top go through it what do we start with it, the kind of thing this is is a sorting machine where you can have a dump truck full of potatoes and you dump it in this big old hopper and they all end up on a conveyor belt and they have um like an upper conveyor belt and then it it goes pretty fast and the potatoes kind of fly off that and they land on a lower conveyor belt which is below um at a slightly lower level and as they're flying through the air there's a camera system that's looking at it and it has multi-spectral pulsed leds that are on looking at near infrared uh images of the potatoes and the other things that might be in there as they fly by it also has color so they're looking for green potatoes and they're looking for things that aren't potatoes and it has this 
Tomra did this analysis software package, and I don't know how the what the implementation is, but they just call it analysis software. But it's a real-time um, sorting and grading kind of thing. And the way that it sorts it is as the potatoes are flying off the top conveyor belt and they're in, they're actually flying through the air as they're being scanned, they have these like solenoid, like karate chop arms, which are all lined up uh, sort of right above their path. And if a potato is deemed unworthy, then this extremely fast solenoid goes click, click, and it smacks it like a karate chop and it knocks it off the, it knocks it out of the air and into uh, uh, like you a sure it's like bin. a karate chop? It sounds more like it bitch slaps the potato. It bitch slaps the potato. This thing is so fast. You, I tried to get a picture of it. The screenshot I put in the, uh, in my show notes in the bottom right corner is one of them actuating, but you have to look really close to see it. It's, um, you know, you see this black uh, row of kind of like uh, eye columns. I don't know what you'd call them, uh, how to describe them very well. That's running on the uh, right side of the image. And they have, all of those are the little arms that can actuate. And one of them is currently moving, but it's going so fast, it's just a blur in the photo. And it's smacking a potato. <laughs> So it's uh unfortunately the camera couldn't capture it very well, but it was it is amazing to watch in uh, in real time. Very cool. So we, then our listeners should definitely check out the should check out the uh, Tomra page with its video. Huh? Yes, they should. And so it has a couple things. Let's see. I'm just going to read the the little line right here. It sh- ensures the accurate and consistent removal of stones. Soil clods, rocks, wood, bone, ugh, plastic, glass, metal, and rubber. It seems to be able to identify. Why would there all be bones in your potatoes? Well, you know, some potatoes uh, they get excited. Bone in my oh potato. Oh my! Bone in my potato. You know, I listened to some of the openings for Rare Encounter. Bone uh, in my potato. Uh, you know, like the cold opens we do for the show. Um, and there's one of them where you're talking yeah. about, I masturbate with a snowball. <laughs> it's just the opening from it. And I don't remember what that was about, but it, I lost it. <laughs> I'll masturbate with a snowball. <laughs> it's one of those things. You, you know? remember which episode that was no, at least? I was just clicking through them. There's all kinds of crazy shit in there. That's, uh, that's, uh, I don't, I don't remember what the half of them are. You know, it's just stuff that came and went ah well but that's your potato news that's all the potato news i got and uh there <laughs> are we baked i think we're baked all right put a stick a fork in me i'm done dude we were baked we were baked from the get-go <laughs> <laughs> baked so far i've not been blown okay. so uh why don't you take over so all right so you know that doom runs on everything right oh yeah didn't they yeah. have Doom on a pregnancy Digital test? Digital cameras, <laughs> web browsers, toasters, a pregnancy test. Yes, Doom will run on a fucking pregnancy test. Well, now Doom will run on a, uh, a, uh, oh, damn it. The word just fell out of my brain. Mainframe computer. Aha. Aha. Like an old, like, and uh, what's a, what do you mean by mainframe? Yeah. Like a PDP 11? What, what's a mainframe to you? In the, in this case, it would be the. Uh, hold on, is that actually a mainframe? I. It sounds oh, like that might one. be a microcomputer. That could be. I'm I'm taking a look. Wikipedia <laughs> to the rescue. I'm sorry. I, I'll, I, I'll be this page is like. I'm sorry. I distracted cold ass. Yeah, servers, workstations, and supercomputers. Okay, so, so yeah, they are not. It is not a. Is not a mainframe. What is a mainframe? Anyway, somebody has now decided. What do you mean? What is a mainframe? Oh, uh, I was just wondering uh, what your definition of mainframe is. Bigger than a bigger than a mini computer. Okay. And PDP, that would be a mini computer. This isn't a story about mainframes or or mini computers. Rather, it's about running it on the old Unix operating system available from Apple for the classic uh, 68K-based Macintoshes, AUX. Oh, boy. 
Did you even know that Apple had their own Unix distro for the for the 68K Max? I feel like someone complained about it being a ripoff or something once. That's the only thing. Honestly, I think it's probably the one. Yeah. From what I've seen of the of the Unix distros for microcomputers, uh, it's probably the one that was like the best integrated into its platform. you would you would run it and in its default configuration it would look like you were still running like the Macintosh operating system but it's actually Unix that's impressive uh you couldn't do that these days i don't think it it, it was very it was very impressive of course you needed to have the really powerful uh uh classic macs for it to work and that meant like none of the power books could do it, and again, it, if it was power PC based, it was not going. It was not going to work. This was only for the uh, 68k based ones. Hmm. But yeah, somebody has actually gone ahead and ported Doom to their Quadra 800 running AUX. <laughs> Doom, Doom on. I'm sure someone has Doom running on a Xilinx. Yep, they do. <laughs> Just check it. They sure do. Of course they do. I just want to see what you can do. What's the newest one? It's probably on every single dev board you can get. <laughs> you know, I used to have Doom on... Right Ro- now, I would not be surprised if somebody comes out with Doom running on a Z80. I had Doom on Rockbox. And Rockbox, I think... You might know it is. It's the It was an iPod um, operating system alternative for, like, fifth-generation iPod. And... It had a better control of you know exactly how what was going on with your hardware, and you could do all kinds of things. And one of the one of the packages you could get with it was actually Doom, <laughs> and so you could play Doom on your uh, on your iPod, which is fantastic. And you had to you you know press in on the click wheel to look left and look right and all that. And uh, I think you press the center to center button to shoot classic stuff. You know, you could put. <clears throat> There are reports made for the Zune and Zune HD. <laughs> There's a port for the for the TI Inspire graphing calculator. Not only that, but the port also supports Her- Heretic and Hexen. Oh, yeah. So let me ask you, what's your favorite between the two? Do you like Heretic or Hexen more? Hexen. I do, too. I was really, I was really, I, I really enjoyed like the puzzles involved in it. It, it required a lot more, a lot more thinking than Heretic, which was pretty much a straight up, uh, Doom clone, but fantasy instead of sci-fi. Hmm. Hexen with the, with the whole hub model where you'd actually be like going between different levels within a hub and having to find things here and open things there to open up the final area, fight the hub boss, and continue on. Like, uh, it was it was a, a lot more clever of a game. I think Heretic, the thing I liked the most about it, um, though I didn't like it as much, I did really like the the uh, weapons in it where you had like a a wand or a gem on a stick you would you know shoot fireballs with or whatever i had a thing at the time for it wasn't really fireballs it was just eldritch blast yeah whatever it was i I never looked at the i never read anything about it i just kind of clicked it it looked like it was a looked like a fireball but i had a thing for weapons in games that weren't you know like weapons where you could equip instead of using a gun you would use like uh you know throwing knives or something like that and uh i always liked that and so the wand uh yeah. so the, if you if you ran out of mana if you ran out of mana it wasn't so much a wand as it was kind of like a staff and if you ran if you ran out of mana or you chose like the melee weapon option like how you could manually choose the fists even if you didn't run out of ammo in doom bef- until you got the chainsaw of course of mm-hmm. uh, like you what you're doing is you're like poking the enemies with the bottom of the staff <laughs> instead of shooting them with the gem on the on the head of it oh. you know my favorite uh the the unarmed mode in perfect dark was fantastic 
in the in the missions at least it was probably the best um in any game where what what it was is the what you could just do punches and you know punch people but you didn't really want to do that the secondary fire for your fists was actually disarm is what it was called and you if you punch someone you just took whatever they were holding and so you could run around the stage and just like steal people's guns (laughs) that's pretty good that way you know you know what that you know what that evolved from right that evolved that evolved from the karate chop in uh, Goldeneye. Slappers only, baby. Love me, love me some slappers. One hit kill. Slappers, slappers. only. One hit kill. Slappers only. No odd job. <laughs> oh, those are good times. <laughs> Man, that 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 was like the Doom clone for for consoles back in the day. Until until Halo came around. If you want, if you wanted to play a shooter, like a first-person shooter type of game on a console, it was GoldenEye or Bust. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think uh, that might wrap it up. I mean, yes, there was there was Perfect Dark out there as well, but not as many people had that as GoldenEye, and so like, you, it'd always be easy to get a bunch of people together around the N sixty four and like beat the fuck out of each other with slappers or golden gun each other. Mm. They had paintball mode in GoldenEye too, right? I believe they did. I don't remember if they had paintball mode. There was also cheats you could turn on where you get like a rocket launcher in the missions. Those are fun too. You know, you start with with a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. Stuff you, equipment you weren't supposed to have. Big head mode, that was also fun. DK mode. Was it DK mode, I think? Yeah, DK mode. Yeah, that's what they called it. They even called it DK mode. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else was there. There's that that. By the watch. way, did you know that both that Heretic and Hexen had sequels? I knew Hexen had a sequel because I've heard of. Well, I mean, whatever Hex- it was. Hexen was a sequel to Heretic, but there was also another. There was a Heretic two, and there was a Hexen two. Yeah, I knew there was a Hexen two, but I've never played it or anything. Yeah, I've played. I've played a Heretic two. Uh. Gerald Brom, Brom, the guy who is like behind all the art for Dark Sun, uh, the the campaign setting for Second Edition D anD D, he did a bunch of uh, he did a bunch of concept art for Heretic Two, hmm. and it was a it was a pretty neat game. Uh, you should you should see if you can find it somewhere. Unlike it- unlike Half Life, which which used the original Quake engine with some modifications, including pulling in a bit of code from Quake 2. Heretic 2 was fully based on the Quake 2 engine. I'm looking at, uh... Inspired by the Tomb Raider series, Raven Software. There you go. Raven Software was a favorite of mine. They made a lot of good stuff. They made a uh, Star Trek Voyager. Well, yeah, like Heretic and Hexen. Oh, yeah, they did the... What was it called again? The Star it Trek was, Voyager Elite uh, Force. Uh, Elite Force. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. And they used that engine later for, like, uh, the Jedi Knight game. So they had the Star Trek game, and then they had the Jedi Knight 2 uh, came out uh, with, I think it was the same uh, version or a similar build of the engine. Improved, you know, but uh, but it was similar. Yeah. It's just funny. And now to, all they do is call it Duty. 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 Yeah, Raven had some Duty. great stuff. Really good. And also, you know, yeah, Voyager... they definitely did. As far as games, you know, TV show tie-ins go, they had... The cast was actually there, you know, they uh, they voiced it. The game was actually fun and hard. Um, it uh, was kind of scary. They had a couple missions in there that were kind of <laughs> bonkers, so... It was good. Good, good stuff. Good did you ever design. play that Star Trek TNG... RPG for the Genesis? No. No? No. Oh, what was the name of that one? I have no idea. I remember... Very I don't even f- remember that. Only a couple of Genesis games I was into. I was into... Um, we had a cart that was called Super Six Pack, I think. And it had six games on it. One was Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Okay. It had columns and some other stuff in there. And... Uh, Including uh, Super Hang On, you know the motorcycle game, and uh, you know it was it was fun. 
We had some good carts, you know. You could you used to be able to rent Sega Genesis carts from the uh, VHS rental store and then play them for the weekend, and then you had to give them back. But it was uh, yeah, was I remember those era. days. At some time, at some points, I actually still miss Blockbuster. Yeah, I never used Blockbuster. We always had local video stores, like stuff that wasn't a chain. Like the gas station down the road had videos, you know, and. Uh, Oh yeah, I mean, stuff like that. did that too. The uh, the variety store that was the bottom of the street when I was a kid, that's usually where we'd go to rent videos if we were going to rent anything. But later on, but later on, like, and for video games, it was uh, it was Blockbuster because that was that was just later on in years. Mm. Well, there you... was actually a Star Trek game made as part of Toe Jam. Did I mention that? No. Yeah, for the pet at that. For the pet. What was it? What was the game called? For the Commodore pet, yeah. Just Star Trek, I think, or I'm going to I'm going to look it up. Uh, where's the submissions? Here it is. No, not pe- not pet products from the Star Trek shop. That's not what I'm looking for. Duck, duck, go. <laughs> not looking for tribbles. Duck, duck, go to the other side of the room. <laughs> No, I've, not looking for tribbles. Oh, dear God, no. I've heard of Duck, Duck, Go, but could we get Duck, Duck, Go to the polls? Oh! Anyone? Are you going to get a quack for that? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Cyrex. Anana Morris says I should be using Cyrex. Yeah, no, thank you. You're <laughs> Hey, let me let me fill here. I'm gonna run down the podcast because we got some stuff to talk about. We didn't get to. Um, we had some other podcasts in the realm today and this week. First, we had Hog Story. Had yeah, I don't think any episode they had. Fletcher was down, and so the the latest is still 298. R2 Dump Two. Uh, I think Carplanes did a solo. No, there was there was an episode sort. done yesterday. Oh, I I haven't seen it. Well, that was that 298 then. Um. I understand that they. There I was, was listening a delay. to it live. There was a two ninety nine was last night. Aha! I haven't heard it yet. Uh, so there's a little bit of a delay. Uh, Behind the schemes had their episode one hundred. Blamo zap. Am I the problem? Is the title one hundred? They had cool boostagram infrastructure. Welcome to the there. triple digit club. Yes, three is better, baby. We had uh, Angry Tech News only had uh, the previous episode. Nothing new this week, but we can forgive Mr. Ryan Benrose because there was a surprise. Did you see the surprise? No, I didn't see the surprise. The surprise was they did an episode of Grumpy Old Ben's. Oh, yes, that's right, too. They did that right after right after No Agenda on Sunday, and that was that was awesome. Episode 182 of Grumpy Old Ben's back on I'm the so, map. I'm... <laughs> Welcome back, Grumpy Old Ben's! Except it doesn't sound like it's going to be a regular thing, just uh, every so often a special, or, you know, like, like when a TV show gets cancelled, but then later on they make movies out of it. Oh, yeah. You know, like like classic Star Trek. <laughs> like classic Star Trek. That's what Grumpy Old Ben's is now. So we've got Grumpy Old Ben's one. What I'm ready for Grumpy yeah, Old the, Ben's. The next yeah. The, the, yeah, the next the next Grumpy Old Ben's is going to be like the Wrath of Leo or something. It's gonna be <laughs> the Wrath of Molex Connectors. I don't know what it would be. But they uh, they had the old theme song. It was great to hear the old theme song in the introductions, and they rolled in it just like nothing happened. I loved it. I was a little disappointed they didn't use my Grumpy Old Ben's uh, song, which I wrote for them. But I don't think we ever played it on here. I, I think I'd done it on the stream a couple of times, but I did a no. You did play it on the on here a couple of times, at least on the stream on our stream. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop it on the show so people can hear. It. I this was an old one I submitted back when they wanted an intro. They took Fletcher's instead, but I like this one. Sick full to my brain The server's acting weird And I've been scared They know my private key So I download on the slide I play that I hear a guy With just one eye Yeah, it been rose
grumpy old Ben's. So that's uh, that's great. I I yeah. I got a little into that episode. I have to finish the whole thing. It's uh, it's it's great to hear those guys back together. Um, we also had Bowl After Bowl, episode 167, and this one has a little discrepancy in it. If you get the uh, episode in some podcast oh. apps, it just says Big Milk. But if you look on their website, the title is Big Titty Milk. So there's something going on. Hmm. What happened to the titty? Big titty. Big titty milk. 167. And so uh, Bowl After Bowl is on their way to episode 169. And I think they're playing a little game where uh, next Tuesday will actually be a uh, 169. They huh. they recently had um, Bowls with Buds <laughs> with uh, Illuminatia. Uh, that was last uh, Sunday, I think, or was it Friday? I can't remember what day it was on, but they just had it. And there's another one coming up on Sunday, which I heard about on Bowl After Bowl, and I have not yet spoken to Spencer about the fact that him and I were going to do a podcast about the same time. Uh, but uh, all is forgiven. We'll just find a new date for that. But the, uh, I think that's the rundown. That's everything that we had. That's all that I had. We got a couple stories to kick to next week. We'll do Parafalcons and we'll do uh, Moon Dogs a little bit later on. But the next thing I, I think we need to get to just to round this episode out is the uh, the Boostagrams for that came in during the show, and I think there's at least two. I see three. Whoa, actually, there are. Wow, I see a. Th- yeah, I had to scroll up. Yeah, so we'll start off with the first of them, which was from Tom Starkweather, who sent us 3330 sats. And he asks, What the potato with you? What the potato with you? No, I know he's from New York, right? And I know he's not Italian, but I'm, I'm, with the way that he state, stated that question, I'm, I'm hearing it like in a, in like the stereotypical Italian American gangster sort of thing, you know, like, like Fat Tony's gang on The Simpsons. You mean yeah? What the potato with you? What the potato with you? You're talking out the side of your mouth like you're some kind of gangster. If you're Tom Stuckweather, yeah. that's what you, yeah, that's what you do. Look, you see, we got these heaters here. And we got these potatoes, and we got you to put the potato in the heater and make a big potato. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> you yeah, picking up what I'm putting down. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got out like yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, wait. That's that's going less gangster and more Skeletor. <laughs> Skeletor. Yeah. <laughs> Is Tom Starkweather Skeletor? Could it be? I don't know. <laughs> We'd have to ask Alex. <laughs> well, I try sometimes when I'm lying in bed. Oh, I still love that video, and it comes to mind every time s- I hear four non-blondes on the radio. I always my favorite part of that song is uh, or the he-man version is skeletor where uh it's just this little bit in the middle where he just goes yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> crack up every time oh no you want to read the next one we got lavash or could it be lavish sent in one 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 could one, be lagrange could be lagrange it i think it's short for leviticus says uh potatoes from fountain yeah from Fountain. So Fountain is actually kind of working now, maybe. Mm. Hopefully. Finally, we got 4,200 stats from Carolyn, and she says, My Nintendo 64 games, GoldenEye and Cruisin' USA. The Chicago level killed me. <laughs> well, guess what? Chicago kills a lot of people, Carolyn. Uh. Have you listened to Darren O reading off the... Uh, the shooting numbers every week. Yeah. Now, Carolyn sent another boostagram immediately after for 5,000 sats and uh, from, from CurioCaster and says, the voices are awesome. Continue. Okay, Carolyn, we will. <laughs> uh, and then I see you one. Like our voices? I am very happy with that. Yay. <laughs> I could have been, been a contender. I could have been a voice actor. <laughs> You could have been a tutorial video on YouTube for 5,000 sats and a millennial millennial (laughs) sent in and says, cold acid, please read and gives you a prompt. Cold acid, would you please read the text provided? I would if I saw it. Okay, well, I'm going to slap it to you. I have not seen, yes, these. Slap it to you in the back channel uh, and then you can read what uh, a millennial has requested. Hi, I'm Jordan Peterson, and I'm listening to Millennial Media Offensive. 
Good job. I think that was a win. Okay. Now clean your room. <laughs> yes, clean your room. I am Jordan Peterson. Can I do it too? Can I do it just like that? Okay, I'm ready. Oh, okay. Here we go. Are you ready for me? Ready. Okay, here we go. Hi, I'm Jordan Peterson, and I'm listening to the offensive. I can't keep a straight face. I'll try it a different that way. That sounds on. nothing like him, anyways. I'm gonna try it a different way. Okay, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be like. Hey, I'm Jordan Peterson, and I'm listening to Millennial Media Offensive. How about that? That also doesn't sound like him. How about this? I'm Bill Gates, and I'm listening to Millennial Media Offensive. Take my jabs! (laughs) I have too many. All right, I think that's it for the the, uh, business we have here today. Yes, Uh, we're we're getting a little too silly. So (laughs) these other things we'll push to next week, I guess. The Robodogs and the... Parafalcons? The Parafalcons, uh, which are not disabled falcons, but paragliders who have falcons. Just so we're clear. Now, that's a way, that's a way to do falconry. They're not parafalcalegic, if that's what you say. All right, on that note, let's I just... don't cl- think that's what you say. <laughs> let's close out this damn episode. Stop, man! I'm just euphoric that I'm not dead at this point, okay? Yep, you survived the tornado. You survived the tornado. Thank you. But did you you. survive this episode? We're about to find out. Until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. (laughs) Stay fruity, boys. Adios. I had a good woman. But she laid down on the inside. Oh, I had a good woman. But she laid down inside. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied?